0: Hey, guys, real quick break. Wanted to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. The cool thing is it's actually for free, which you can use right from your phone, your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll also distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard everywhere from Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Easily make money from your podcast. No minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Quick shout out guys to our sponsors, Anglesey Family Chiropractic, they're in Coeur d'Alene, they're in Spokane Valley. Dr. Craig Anglesey, I've known this dude for 30 plus years. He's an amazing family man, awesome chiropractor, will get you feeling great, go check him out. I also want to give a shout out to The Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered. Look, listening to this show is like sitting around a campfire with your best friends. The talk is real, the humor is natural, and personal growth is sparked by authenticity. Go check him out. The Reds Podcast, Life Unfiltered. You're the author of Screwby and Shy, featured TEDx keynote speaker, host of Humans 2.0, dude, you on Amazon's uh, docuseries, The Social Movement, tons more. Thank you for your time, Mark. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, of course, Eric. Right. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, yeah, just super interesting uh, to be alive in today's yeah. world.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I wanted to go back a little bit because your parents came to America with from Egypt with just two hundred bucks in their pocket, man. They didn't speak English. You're born yeah. out in Cambridge. I mean, your parents seemed like amazing people to do that trek. But what did your parents do when they got to America and what was childhood like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was super interesting and and looking back, going through that experience taught me a lot. Just like helped me with a lot of my values yeah. that I have today. Just like, you know, always being honest with people, you know, being trustworthy. Um, like, you know, the, the integrity of your character matters more than, you know, money or, or what people have to say about you, yeah. Um. you know, focusing on people. And I'm just super glad that, a lot, honestly, I ha- I feel like I have a lot of these things just kind of hardwired into me for the most part because of my parents and kind of because the living experience of just like, you know, moving around a ton of times, you know, um. you know, we definitely we're not like homeless or anything, but we definitely didn't have a ton of money either. Um, And kind of living in that lifestyle where it's like, sort of like always in motion. Mm -hmm. It definitely teaches you a lot just about life. And like, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday and I was telling him that like, I kind of feel like if you, you know, come from, you know, a, a background that, you know, isn't, you know, you didn't really come from some established like family or somewhere in the country, or maybe you have lesser resources. You really have to like live with like this element of uncertainty in your life. Yeah. And then when it comes to like times like today, where there is a lot of uncertainty, I kind of feel like my background has very much prepared me for for the world today and kind of having that. And so, yeah, I'm definitely super grateful you know, I definitely had problems just like everyone else. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I've definitely had an interesting run. It's, uh, it's been cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had, you were selling baseball cards like Gary Vee and Pokemon cards that kind of led you down that mm-hmm. entrepreneur path there. Well, how did that turn out for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, the first time I ever heard the word entrepreneur was when I was 19 years old and, oh, um, wow. okay. and I had started this business And, uh, the Huffington post had featured it in it and that's what they called me. And I, and I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) So I actually remember Googling it. I was like, Oh, that's what that is. And so, yeah, I mean, as a kid, I always had a knack for just like collecting things. Eventually, you know, some of those things become valuable. You start to realize, you know, how you can like trade things to get other things that you want. And, um, and yeah, so for me, it definitely started off with Pokemon cards and, you know, eventually, um, you know, that transformed into different things. I remember being really into video games and then also, um, also like getting on online when I was like 12 okay. and, uh, just doing a lot of different things from like starting YouTube channels to, um, to starting different websites, making apps for the iPhone, uh, wow. just doing a lot of different things, starting, you know, mini ventures. Some of those were became successful. Some of a lot of those mostly didn't, And, um, and yeah, so it was, it was very much like a process. Like I never kind of stopped and I was like, I'm an entrepreneur now. It was always just like, I was always just like taking that step forward, just trying to figure things out, step at a time, um, being curious, just walking towards what was interesting and then seeing how, you know, the world sort of reacted to that and seeing if, you know, you could give other people value as well as yourself. And so yeah, it was, you know, it was definitely, I think it's entrepreneurship is definitely a part of me that is just kind of like an alternative form of just like creative expression.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, one of those successes I think uh, that you had was you created the world's number one Minecraft server and you were making like six figures at like 15 years old, right?
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was super interesting. <laughs> I um, I remember I just kind of started it. Uh, just, just like me and my friends wanted to play on it and the other servers that we were playing on, uh, just weren't that great. And so I was just like, all right, I'm going to make one. And so I just remember just kind of like Googling it, just kind of like, uh, uh, you know, adding different things. And then I remember we ended up making it public and it just like grew person by person and we just like learned you know, how to incentivize people to do different things. Eventually we just, we began to look around, saw what other servers were doing. Yeah. Um, a lot of them had like, um, like a business financial component because the the purpose of it was never to make money ever. It was just like a fun thing. Yeah. Um, but as we looked into that and as the server began to make more money, then, you know, you begin to get people to help you and hire some designers and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, I mean, it was like this whole thing of its own remember at one point we had, we had like 30 people on our staff team. Wow. Um, like tens of millions of people had joined our server, like some crazy, crazy stuff. <laughs> and I look back on it today, um, you know, one, because obviously it was a very, it was a very educational experience, just kind of like doing that right. um, step by step. Uh, and then it was also very educational in terms of like my own personal life, because, you know, really up to that point, I had never really made a significant amount of money Right. And, um, you know, one of the things that I realized was, uh, I never really thought about like becoming successful in my life. And, you know, what I've learned is that when you when you haven't defined that success uh, by your own definition, or you don't at least have a good definition from a reputable, uh, trustworthy source, Oftentimes, you just end up picking up whatever people around you are thinking, whatever right. kind of like the default quote, and for that, it was just like, you know, get money, buy a house, <laughs> uh get married, you know, you live in the American dream, you know, you're happy now, and so it was very just very much like a sort of a fantasy destination point of arriving at this point right and so when i had uh when I had kind of gone through that at fifteen, sixteen that very much began to put in the components of me just kind of realizing like, you know, what is, what does happiness actually mean? Like, what am I actually trying to do all these things for? Uh, What's the point of this? And so, yeah, I mean, it was a whole journey, but ultimately it was very, very uh, educational for sure.
0: Would you say that you were money smart with all the money that was coming in?
1: No. No. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, this is this is before I knew anything about you know, uh you know, having like um, you know, like a positive uh, money mindset, understanding yeah. how money works at you know a psychological level, and then also at like you know how how money actually works. Um, yeah, I had no idea at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: I didn't either in my early twenties for sure. What like uh, just a few years later, you said that you hit rock bottom. What happened there, man?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it was a, an accumulation of a lot of things. One, I think it was, um, you know, sort of me just trying to search for what success was. Yeah. And I felt like I just really wasn't in a um, supportive environment to do that in the sense of, you know, I had gone off to college and um, I w- was sort of asking questions that I feel like a lot of people around me were not asking. Mm-hmm. Um, and and because of that, yeah, and and, you know, growing up, I had always struggled with Uh, pretty severe social anxiety, not being able to talk to people. And so when I went off to college, just an accumulation of things happened from me realizing that to, you know, me sort of realizing that, you know, I was slowly starting to realize who I was deep down. And I realized that if I didn't begin to kind of slowly adjust my behaviors in life, like trying to learn more about what social anxiety is, or just trying to learn, like, how do I get healthier? Uh, What does happiness really mean? Like kind of defining these things, right? Then my life would probably not end up so, um, so great. And so I just went through this period where I was just stuck in a lot of pain, a lot of uncertainty, not really in a great environment. Next thing I know, um, I gained like 75 plus pounds uh, in like a very short period of time, I would say i probably become depressed seriously for the first time in my life. And uh, I just kind of like started socially isolating myself. Um, and I didn't really know what was happening at the time. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I mean, eventually when that happened, when I was like five, four or five years ago, I definitely began to, um, it definitely enabled me to just kind of set the foundation for what I'm doing today. And, you know, because of that, I, you know those not so great events I eventually realized that you know I could either sort of do you know not not so easy things, do hard things, transformative things, or else I would you know become a statistic or else i would or I would live with the regret of not living the life that I actually wanted to live, yeah, and so I felt like after going through um like years of just not being able to express myself because I had social anxiety. I just had like this massive need that wasn't being met, and so I just kind of went on, like I just pulled a 180 degrees on my life, and it you know it wasn't anything like overnight, but sure. eventually I just began to like just go on this journey of just like trying to change everything in my life. Wow, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> it, I mean what a journey. And then like, you know, flash forwarding to like 2017, you launched this podcast, the humans 2.0 and you end up being on Apple iTunes global top 100 with like Gary V and Tim Ferriss and those house. And I mean, congratulations. And that's exactly. awesome. Um, how much of an impact launching that podcast have on your life?
1: Oh my God, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's honestly hard to answer because I kind of feel like that I am the podcast. The podcast is me in the sense of like, it's so crazy because like, I, I, I'm sure you feel maybe the same way, maybe not, but I sometimes go to my podcast, at like the beginning and I just like scroll through the episodes and, you know, obviously it's not like every single episode changes my life, but I just kind of see past versions of myself and what I used to think and how I used to, you know, behave and, and, and how I used to think about the world and whatnot and it's just crazy to, to just look back and just see that. And then also, um, you know, the, the fact that the podcast has changed my life, um, you know, not just by learning a lot of these things, but you know, a lot of these people who I've had on my show, um, some of them, you know, I've developed relationships with and, um, and, you know, those have totally changed my life. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, It's harder to point towards something bigger than the podcast. That's totally helped me change my life. And it's just like this. uh, Like I remember, I wrote this article on LinkedIn, and it was called uh, "I Failed the Education System," so I created my own. And I kind of talked about how I didn't really do too well in school because I I just felt like the the things I was learning weren't relevant to me. And so I kind of used my podcast to be able to kind of go into any topic any industry any kind of area of interest personally for me and just seek out like who are the top 10 experts in the world at this and let me have an a a chat with them for an hour and so that's really what it what it is for me to be honest with you like it's you know definitely marketing and branding all that stuff but that's i think that's just like the cherry on top what i really do in the podcast and really why i started it and from this day it's just to uh to learn from like the best of the best people.
0: Oh, I'm the same way. I mean, when I launched the top rated MMA show, my other podcast, uh, I wanted to understand fighters. Why do they want to get in the cage and get punched in the face? You know? And then like the beard of Biz show was, I wanted to step away from fighters and go, because I'm so intrigued by people's stories, including your own. And that's why I wanted to reach out to you. But, you know, like the first hundred episodes that I recorded of my podcast was in a walk-in closet with horrible lighting, bad camera. You know, I'm like, I review my old shows. I'm like, I wasn't even looking at the camera. Like, you know, I mean, it's just funny. Like, and I learned so much from my guests. So I just, I'm so thankful that you came on my show, man. It's so awesome. Of course. I want to talk about your book, though. You got this book uh, that you just released called Screw Being Shy Learn How to Manage Social Anxiety and Be Yourself in front of anyone. Uh, Tell me about this book, man, and what kind of motivated you to kind of go the book route outside of the podcast thing?
1: Yeah, man. So, this is it, right? So, you know, I I believe that, you know, everyone in this life is dealt a certain number of cards, right? Things that you can't really control, and, you know, situations that you were born into and whatnot. Um, you know, some of us have more than others for me, I definitely think one of mine was having social anxiety mm. and the real problem with social anxiety is that, you know, it, it's not just about how you react to people. It's not just about being shy in a social situation, you know, eventually not being able to connect with people, uh, can have detrimental effects on your self-esteem, your psychology. And it really begins to leak into every single area of your life. And yeah. so to be honest with you, I wrote my book because it needed to be written. Mm-hmm. And I honestly I was not planning my first book. I, I was totally I was actually writing a totally different book. But I remember I was last year, I was uh, I was speaking at this conference in LA, and I remember the night before I couldn't go to sleep because I kept on getting this idea to write this book called Screw Being Shy. Because You know, whenever I go and speak at these events, or if I ever meet someone and people know who I am, and they like they know my story, probably the the biggest genuine question, the genuine almost uh, plea for help is someone that walks up to me who, you know, maybe I would classify as maybe being a little bit too introverted, a little too shy, maybe even having social anxiety, and them asking me, you know, how did you go from someone who you know, could barely talk to people, couldn't make direct eye contact, never really spoke a word to being like a speaker, to speaking in front of hundreds or a thousand people. And so with something like that, that's super deep, you know, it's not like I can give them like, you know, hey, here are three tips on how to do this. (laughs) And so and so, I kind of realized that uh, this book that is essentially like a a tool for um, people that have gone through what I've gone through that the world largely doesn't understand, that people don't really understand the correct def- definition or what it really means to be an introvert mm-hmm. versus uh, being shy or having social anxiety. And then, you know, one of the craziest aspects that really enabled me to look into this deeper and actually write a book about this was because, you know, social anxiety is one of the most common uh, anxiety conditions in America but it's also the most correlated with substance abuse Mm. as well as social isolation, both of which are tied to suicide, where I almost kind of fell into. And so kind of looking at the big picture, it really enabled me to be like, you know, wow. And then also seeing the fact that, um, you know, a lot of uh, sort of mainstream societal solutions for this kind of stuff, you know, if it gets really bad is, you know, call, called the suicide hotline, or a doctor or therapist, which are all great. Yeah. But people with, you know, social, I mean, and the big thing to understand is like, you know, anyone when it comes to just general mental health, or their brain health, you know, there's enough stigma on that already for the average person who may struggle with that to speak on already. But with people with social anxiety, it's like that times 10,000. And so I kind of realized that In the same situation, a lot of these people who have social anxiety, who has gotten to a bad point, they don't tell anybody about it. And I mean, I've, I've heard crazy stories. Like, for example, I was on, I was on a top 100 podcast and, um, and I was being interviewed and the host stopped me in the interview and she was like, Mark, I don't know if you know this or not, but my brother actually committed suicide and he actually had social anxiety. And so, I mean, this happens literally all the time, but we just don't hear about it because people yeah. who have social anxiety, who struggle with this part of their thinking, um, you know, they uh, they can't talk about it. And so I kind of realized a lot of this and I was like, I don't, I don't think there's a book out there that kind of exists that can speak on this from my point of view. And, you know, and also a big part of my book too, is I wanted to make it this super, super actionable. And I want it to be, very much evidence-based. You know, I didn't want this to just be me talking about my story, just kind of anecdotally. I wanted to include in there, you know, scientific studies and evidence that proves that, um, you know, for people who are super, super shy, that don't want to be people, who feel like their brain is almost, is always holding them back in a social situation that, you know, that's like a a real thing. And, you know, everyone can be shy from time to time. It's totally natural. Um, But there are people who um, have placed so many boundaries on their life, uh, almost unknowingly because of this sort of problem that ends up controlling a lot of aspects of our lives. And so I just wanted to write this book to be like an unlocker that I could just give to someone and unlock it. Because, you know, people look at a lot of the great things that I'm doing today and it's like i would never be able to do what i would what i'm doing today if i still had you know extreme social anxiety and so it's almost like this is a, a blocker on a lot of people's potential and so i just wanted to you know take one of the cards that i was given in life provide a solution and just give it out to people and uh, and yeah i mean the feedback that i get on it is just is huge like every day it's just like it's like the most heartwarming stuff it makes my day every single time to yeah. hear like someone that you know, was it feels like they've been hidden, like they can't speak. And now they're able to start thinking about these things more clearly and do different things. That's like, that's like the best part of life.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> man, that's so cool, dude. I'm excited. That book is going to be uh, changing lives like crazy, man. Love it, dude. Wanted to uh, just shift to a couple of fun questions here. I've got these things yeah. that are called pod decks. Essentially, they're just random questions for us podcasters. Yeah. And uh, love pulling these out at the end, see if we can get something fun here. What is something you like that most people don't?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, first thing that comes to my brain was uh, was uh, okay. Two things. Um, actually, no. I'll just say one, just for the sake of time. Yeah. Um, sorry. I had so many possibilities. No. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I uh, I'm a very very uh, simple person in the okay. sense of like. I could literally be happy if you give me like like a closet to sleep in with like a sweatshirt on the floor. Like I'm someone who um, doesn't really care much on like where I'm, where I'm sleeping, um, a lot of physical things. And so I kind of like that feeling for whatever reason. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> love it, dude. That's awesome. I'm yeah. a music guy. So I just love to ask this question, but what's a favorite type of music or favorite band that you like?
1: oh dude such a great question man i'm uh, i'm i'm in music too okay. uh for me uh probably the biggest thing is uh rap or hip-hop and okay. um and for me like a, a big thing that i realized is you know i turn on the radio it's like what the average person is listening to and like you know beat wise musically it sounds pretty good but a lot sure. of times when you listen to the lyrics it's like the most disgusting, uh, nastiest stuff. And so um, I'm actually w- working in this project with someone else and a couple other people to try to use music as much of a powerful force as it is because music is one of the most powerful forces in the world. You know, yeah. like even if you look at it in a simple level, like when someone catches like a, like a motto or a jingle in their head, that's so powerful. And then from someone from my background, who thinks a lot about like mental health and mindset. It's like, how can we combine both of those to use music as an extremely powerful healing tool? Yeah. So um, so yeah, that's, that's my answer. <laughs> Come on.
0: I love it, man. That's awesome, dude. Mark, such an honor to have you on my show today, man. This has been
1: awesome, dude. Thank you so much for sharing your story, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Sorry. This was killer. And uh, thank you for being patient with me. And thank you to everyone out there. for What's listening.
0: going on, guys? Thank you so much for watching this video today. I really appreciate it. If you could go and share this everywhere you can, leave us a review, leave us a rating. We would really appreciate it. That helps us get the word spread out about our podcast and about our show. And we can bring you amazing stories of the people that we bring on for the bearded biz and the top rated MMA show. Thank you again. Have an awesome day.